Welcome to Your Expansive Self Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha Credle. I'm a self-healing and leadership coach, breathwork and meditation teacher, truth finder, activator, and a passionate student of life. I fully believe that everything is interconnected in our world and that it's time that we talk about the deeper truths of it. My goal is to share with you all that I know within the energetics of self-healing, health and wealth, spirituality, sexual energy, conscious business and leadership, basically all the things that I'm obsessed with. I am fully committed to helping you remember that you can lead, embody, create, and live from a place of wholeness, love, empowered sovereignty, and personal freedom. We have conversation with heart leaders, solo episodes, no BS, no filters, sharing from my heart to yours with integrity, love, and wisdom. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me, so let's get started. Hello, my epic human beings. Welcome back to the podcast. I am pumped for today. One thing that I think we need more of in the world is really, really beautiful evidence that what we are looking for to have, to be, to do, to feel, to experience, we need more evidence of the good shit, you know? And for me, I think that one of the best ways to receive the right evidence is by receiving stories and hearing stories and really getting inspired by other people's journeys, right? Like the hero's journey, the heroine's journey. And this is why I think one of my main intentions with bringing on more people here and there onto the podcast and just these epic conversations with amazing humans is to really bring forward a new type of evidence for you. Because think about it this way, whatever you think you are right about, you're right. And so whatever you you think you are um, right on point about, you are going to receive evidence that you are in fact correct. So, you know, if you keep thinking that you, it's really hard to build a business, that it's hard to like, you know, take some time off and still be successful, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to receive that evidence. And today I wanted to bring on Alyssa, Alyssa Zwanek, who owns Nomad Creative and to really bring a new type of evidence to the field. So a little intro about Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa, where do I begin with her? (laughs) She's freaking amazing. An amazing woman. She's an amazing wife. She's an amazing daughter, sister, friend, all the things. Not my own, but, you know, just being part of her world, I, I know that for a fact. So Alyssa is this rare blend of creative director. She's a mentor. She's a CEO of this amazing company, Nomad Creative, for over a decade already. And she founded her agile remote business, Nomad Creative, out of the desire to innovate, create, and work from anywhere. A seasoned world traveler, Alyssa believes in shaping your own work around your own life, not the other way around. So she empowers others to do the exact same thing, which goes against pretty much everything we've been taught in terms of business and how to, you know, be successful. With a varied roster of clients, Know My Creative's reach goes from local to global and everything in between. And I think the thing that really pulled me in the most around Alyssa is just the way that she is changing the industry, prioritizing people's mental health and work-life balance and really tuning into like the doing nothing 
actually being very productive, which again, you don't hear a lot of when it comes to either founders or CEOs or anything of that sort. So you're going to hear more about her story, how she manages her energy, all the benefits that came out of it. And really, yeah, she's just really amazing, clean evidence as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a wife, whatever else that is. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you take a screenshot if you enjoy the conversation, if anything lights you up, um, share it on your social media, tag me, tag her, go follow her. All her information is in the show notes. I will share more of that in the end. And that's it. Enjoy my loves. One last little tidbit before we get started. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw the video around the Courageous Collective, the six-month group container that I had mentioned on the last podcast episode that I was opening up. And um, you know what? (laughs) Sometimes you launch stuff and it's just like, it's a big fuck no. And that's exactly what happened to me. It's just some one morning I just realized I'm like, I cannot be leading this, this, this container it's just it's not going to be a full body fuck yes and I really need to honor that in terms of my time and also other people's time so I decided to close it down but one thing that we do have coming we ha- there is so much being birthed at the moment which I'm so excited to share with you guys and I'm really taking my time to be with it and like let it have like its own you know um birthing i guess but one thing that we got going on that you guys can join next week which is going to be on march 31st at 11 a.m eastern time is a free masterclass on harmonization so it's called harmonize it's a brown it's around the art of understanding how to cultivate and harmonize your energies within to support your entire system to have a sustainable momentum for yourself so as we know as we always talk about uh, so within so without so therefore everything that's going on internally is going to show up in your physical reality so might as well learn how to cultivate and harmonize your energies to support you right so you can go into the show notes and sign up there or you can go straight directly to my instagram and sign up there i'm really excited for it it's going to be epic and we got lots of giveaways happening also so yeah i'm excited to have you guys i'm going to stop talking and i'm going to put on this podcast episode because it's going to be amazing and i'm excited for you guys okay see you after Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. I love you. Uh, okay, guys. This is going to be a great podcast today. I can already feel it. So, Alyssa, thank you for being here. Um, I reached out to you because I was like, literally, my intention with this podcast is to give more evidence for women, for people to just like live a life that is successful and nourishing and effortless. And like, I just really think we need more evidence. I always say like, we're always looking for evidence of shit that we think we're right about. So if you think you're, you know, right about something, you're going to get the evidence for that. And so anyways, all this to say that I really wanted you to come on so that we could just talk about your journey and what you've been through and like where you're at now and be the evidence for more women. Well, thank you so much. I am like super honored and it's not often that I kind of like praise myself or like talk about my successes, but I also recognize that I am doing some amazing things and changing the way people think and see work um, and business in general. And I, I really stand to, you know, my values through my work and what I do, you know, aside from my everyday life, which is very much like 
cohesive. <laughs> yep. um, but, but yeah, it's, it's been an interesting journey and I hope that people will learn from my experience. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just, let's just start from like, again, I love storytelling. I love, I think we learn so greatly through stories. Like I actually, I think, you know, anytime I do any type of coaching container and I share stories, people are like, Oh my God, that, or this, or that, or even when I hear stories, you know, it really supports me into my own journeys. So, um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what is your, your background? I mean, we went to the same high school. That's where we met, which is so incredible. Cause that was 12 years ago. Wow. No, we, we, like well, we graduated 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes more sense. Ew. What? <laughs> That's so wild. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we went to the same high school. That's where we met. And then we just stayed in touch. And then next thing, you know, you're reaching out and you're like, Hey, would love to learn more about this work. Great. Let's do it. So Mm -hmm. I think like the main, where we're, we can take this is again, like bringing that, the, 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 what's the word, like the understanding of how connected everything is and like your success with you it being also like a reflection of you, right? So you have this company now called Nomad Creative, Creative Nomad, Creative Nomad Creative. You got it. Nomad. Okay, great. <laughs> Nomad Creative, and yeah, tell us a little bit more about how that started and like what was the inspiration behind that? Like what what made it so that you were like, yep, we're doing this now, and this is going to be what it's going to be, and just yeah, tell us. Yeah. So I mean, I think there there's a there's a big part to like how it came to where it is today and just like every human being it's evolved um so i think i started it for like a specific reason and now my why has kind of changed and developed to something much greater so mm-hmm. to kind of um go back into my background i guess like in terms of of what i did and what i studied i had gone to school for graphic design i worked as a graphic designer um, on a freelance basis as well as for other companies so like i knew what it was like on both ends i loved the flexibility that freelance gave me however i always found it kind of difficult or challenging to find clients and then there was the in-house work for other companies that was very structured nine to five monday to friday that like I it didn't resonate with me whatsoever. I've always been kind of like an outdoorsy person, especially working like during the summer. I remember thinking like when it was like 4:59, like I'm tucking my chair and running outside. I need to have my fresh air. And I was, I almost felt like I was like trapped, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, my second to last year of university, I actually studied abroad for school. So I lived in Bordeaux, Bordeaux, Mm -hmm. (laughs) France. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, I I lived with French roommates, but also got to meet international students and traveled like it was nobody's business. Like Mm. every month, sometimes even every on a weekly basis, I was in a new city discovering, uh, you know, new, new people, culture, things like that. And I came home and I was like, wow, I fell in love with this whole concept of, of travel, but I also still have this passion for design. Mm. And so it was kind of the, the, the essence of nomad creative was combining these two passions of mine. So how can I keep traveling, you know, work from anywhere, make crazy money and also, you know, do the other thing that I love is, is work as a designer. Mm -hmm. So it started off as a designer. I'm no longer really a designer. I kind of run the business more than anything, but the essence of nomad creative was to start a remote agency to provide other freelancers like myself at the time, the opportunity to work at a larger scale in an agency like 
environment in that you're working with teams as a collective, you have consistent work, but at the same time, you have the flexibility and the freedom to work from anywhere, build your own schedule, um, accept or decline projects that are sent your way so that you're really working on things that you want to be working on and when you want to be working on them. So there's like no force behind it. And it's kind of like the best of both worlds. And in terms of like the clients and what they get from that is passionate people working on their projects. You know, no one's being forced to do anything they don't want to do. And I feel like it really kind of transpires in the work that gets delivered. Um, and in, sure. that, in essence is completely changing the agency culture and model, which has been known to be a little bit toxic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent, and I think like again, as I look at everything as like energy, like you, yeah, I'm like pulling a step back here. I'm like you literally created a container for people to show up in a place that is heart led without the resistance to anything. So, oh my god, the creativity that must come through them is just like clear cut. Because again, we don't like to be told what to do, right? Like, think. I mean, okay, hold on, let's pull back for a second. I think if there's like, uh, if you're still operating from like the, you know, wounded inner child energy of like, don't tell me what to do. Then of course you're going to rebel against the system. Like no tomorrow I've been there multiple times and I still experience it all the time. But I think like, if you again, allow it to have the space to just be like, Hey, look what's here. You know, you can choose what you want. It's kind of like, you know, when you're giving all the cookies, then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I don't really want them, you know? So you're giving the space, the freedom, and now they can be and do what they want, which of course, creativity is all based on how much can you not be in resistance and just allow and allow and allow and allow. So you just made this container that is perfect for these people. So amazing. Like I, and now it's like shifted into like a mission almost, right? Because you're, like you said, you're shifting like the narrative that is going on around the agencies and how we work. And that's Mm -hmm. what I love the most when we were working together and we had our calls was like, Oh yeah. I should probably mention that. Like you were a little, you know, I I hate this like (laughs) client. I hate to say client because it's like, you guys feel like so much more than clients to me, but, but you were in my field for like a, some solid time, minimum six months, you know, and we've, we've done some really epic work together. And, and what I loved about you was that like your leadership was very much about it definitely what it did not feel like ego. It was, it was like very intentional and graceful. And you really wanted people to have a better life experience and not be the basic bullshit business system that like so many people are stuck in right now. And it's like dreadful. It sucks. Mm-hmm. So now that you're like kind of tapping into like this new mission. I guess. Am I correct? Am I, am I off? Am I? Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) how do you feel like it's expanded your world and like your business and the way that you are showing up and like, even with your money and like, because we've talked a lot about that and that was a fun concept. So yeah, Yeah, I I don't know where where I'm going with this, but I know, I know where you're going. I'll finish you (laughs) off. A lot of actually what shifted when working with you, and I think we had probably started working together a little over a year ago. Um, and, and for me, I think I had 
a lot of questions around like, why was I doing what I was doing? And because I wasn't necessarily impacting someone in a way where like, I feel like I'm changing their, their lives or, you know, supporting the homeless or what, like, I've always felt like there was some kind of grand mission that like I had to do to, you know, have the same impact as someone else. But what I've come to realize is that in the way that that myself and my team are able to support these businesses, build out marketing strategies, create brands for them, bring them to market, um, create social media channels that you know have that bring value to people. All of these things are allowing those people behind those companies achieve their dreams and get to where mm. they want to be. And mm. without my support, without my team's support, they would not be able to get there. And they're choosing to work with us because they resonate with us. And that's like a big part of, of what I've been uncovering, especially lately is understanding like who, who the clients are for me as they are for, no wait, me for them as they are for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, it's a two-way street and I communicate that to my clients now, whereas before I was very much like about the sale, you know, like I just want to close a deal, tell them what they want to hear. If it doesn't resonate, like that's the cost of business. But now it's like such a waste of energy for me to be working with someone that drains someone or, or people, a team, whatever it may be that completely drains me or stresses me out or like their emails trigger me. And I've, you know, come to recognize what that looks like before even signing on a client. And so it's like recognizing those red flags and deciding, you know what, this is not for me. I don't need to, like, I don't think that we're in line. You know, I think you would be better off with another agency. This is how we operate. This is how we feel. And then on the flip side, when I also communicate that, you know, we're very much like a people first approach. We care about what you think. It's very much like an interactive process um, and a, and a, you know, communication that happens between the two of us, a lot of companies resonate with that. And if they don't, then that's okay. I don't, I don't want to work with you if, if it doesn't make sense with me either. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just me. I'm also taking, like looking after my team as well, mm-hmm. because anything that I send their way, I need to make sure that they feel valued and respected as well. So whether that's monetarily making sure that, you know, I'm getting clients that are paying the price that I can then compensate my freelancers with, you know, or choosing to work on a project that is in line with my values. You know, if their mission is something that doesn't sit well with me, I'm not going to just do it for the money. I'm going to choose not to do it because I know that when I close that door, another one will open. Ha, man, that is, I'm telling you, like, I mean, you and I both know this, but I'm just going to reiterate this for the audience. Like, this goes against everything we've been taught in business. Right. And I still, like, I still see it. Like I've, I've been in coaching containers where like people are still in, in this field, still trying to tell us different ways of how to sell. And it's like, it's okay. Really? What, what really is happening here is like selling is actually not selling to the, to like, you're not really selling anything. Like, you're just like, Hey, this is what we do. If you want to jump on great, let's be a team. But it's not like this, like manipulating energy to see how you can pull them in. I was just talking about this earlier with someone because uh, they had sent me, um, it was something on, I guess like a promotion or something that they saw on Instagram. It said like, become like a life coach and an NLP practitioner for $7. Like it was crazy shit. And I was like, Oh, I would never invest in that $7. I'm like, no fucking way. I would not trust that. But basically he had sent it to me And I was just saying, I was like, I even like, honestly, like when you learn NLP, like I don't resonate with it because 
it's very manipulative. People are learning how to talk to like the subconscious mind of the people to hook them in just so that they can sell them. And in that, I'm like, what is What do you think is happening when we're doing this hook, this like energetic hook, you're literally manipulating your energy to hook in their, in their manipulative energy. So what do you think you're going to receive? If energy works in circle, you're putting that in, you're receiving that back. How is that a win-win for anyone? Yeah, over time not, it'll always show truth that's it it's not energizing you if anything it's just draining right. you of your energy yeah yep and then there's like the story of like well this is business yeah and and, and you know true. what i i was i i was a part of that at once upon a time you know yeah totally you kind of have to like you mean not everyone has to go through it to learn it maybe some people are fortunate enough to for it to resonate right away and be like nope i'm not doing this but like that's how i learned you know yep. was kind of going through it dealing with clients that like did not sit well with me whatsoever, but went through with it anyway for the money Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, discounting just to get the client as opposed to knowing my worth and just charging what I charge because that's what I charge, you know, like why do I have to discount myself? There is an abundance of money in the world that it's like, if, if you're choosing to discount yourself and charge less than what you believe you are worth, that's what you will get. And that's what you will attract. The more you feel you are worth, the more you will attract. And I think that mm-hmm. like you asked me earlier about how, like, I guess like my personal inner work and journey has reflected through my business. That's very much what happened is I focused on my personal well-being, making sure that I was happy, healthy, balanced, taking care of myself, my relationships, um, detaching from unhealthy things in my life. Uh, understanding past stories and like working through them. And like, let me tell you, I'm doing this every day and we'll continue to keep doing this. But I feel like I've decoded so much that as I have, my my business has grown parallel to that, right? Mm-hmm. As I expand as a human, I feel like my, my mind and my, um, I guess, like ability to absorb has mm-hmm. grown. Mm-hmm. And so that has transpired through my business. Mm-hmm. Like I even remember when, when you, when we were on our call, cause you were in TCP and then you transitioned to the mastermind that we had last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember when we were on our call and I was, you know, I, because like, this is really interesting. Like my perception of you at the time was like, she's doing good and she has space to grow. Like, I did not know how much money you were making. And I remember the moment that I was like, imagine what it would be like to make like 20 grand a month. And you're like, I'm already there. Like, <laughs> like, uh, let's go. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. I was like, I didn't even, because I, to me, I was like, it was interesting to also reflect back into me. Like, Oh, I perceived that Alyssa like had so much time on her hands that I assume that she wasn't making as much as whatever, you know, it was so interesting to receive that. And then to witness you in your constant unfolding of your success and, and clients dropping out and better ones coming. I still remember talking about that when you were like, Oh man, like this was such a good one. It was like that, that would have been so good for the company. And I was like, patience, wait, wait, wait. And that keeps happening. Correct. That's what you were saying. A hundred percent. And even like this happened like a couple of days ago where I feel like my reaction would have been so different a year ago versus the way I reacted this time. And it's funny because my husband was like, Oh, how did that make you feel? Because he knows how I've reacted to this situation in the past. Um, but I, I mean, like it's, it's business. So I'm constantly pitching. I'm constantly meeting with people, sending proposals. Um, and this was a potential client where we had gone back, I think 
two or three times revising a proposal, secondary calls, third calls, um, reviews of past experiences. Like they really went deep, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, how could they not work with us at this point? Like for sure they're going to move forward with us. And then I get the email saying, you know what? We've decided to move forward with another agency for organic social media. However, we're still considering Nomad Creative for paid content. And mm-hmm. I looked at the email and I was like, okay. Like literally no, in the past, I would have been so defeated, so sad, so upset thinking all this hard work, it's for nothing. Like, no, you know, I had gone through this proposal process. It was one of the biggest proposals I've ever put together. So the Mm. next time I do something like this, I'll be that much more prepared. They had Mm. very challenging questions that kind of made me think twice about, okay, wait, how do I, how do I respond? And so now I've done it. So it's going to come more naturally the next time, you know, Mm. and, Mm. and that's it. I just know, like, I'm have a call after this with a potential, another potential client. And it's kind of the same boat. This is the third time that we're talking. We've sent them several, uh, like subsequent documents to the original proposal. And I have a very good feeling about it. And who knows, maybe this is the the next one. You know what I mean? Like there's always new opportunity. And I honestly feel like this one is way more in line anyway than the last one. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, thank you. (laughs) You Right. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I guess like, tell us like, cause I don't even know, we haven't really spoken about this, but I would love to know, like, where do you feel your business was more like, I guess in depth or whatever, in terms of like clarity, like where your business was last year as you were like kind of doing this work and like, where is it now? Like in terms of like, even like money wise or like expansion, like, like what grew from it as you were growing. And as you had said too, like what shifted from that? So I think um, where I was kind of stuck last year, or I felt like I was stuck was... Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I, I, I could have done something about it, but I kind of chose not to, and I could see that now. Right. Um, and, and I remember even having conversations with you and with other people who who kind of like understand me on this more like spiritual level, if you will, see, I feel mm-hmm. like I can't really talk so in depth with everyone, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but kind of feeling like I have all this free time. I don't know what to do with my free time. I'm comfortable with the amount of money that I've made. I don't feel like I need to push to make more money. So like, I'm not working, I'm chilling, but then I'm finding myself like bored in my chilling. Right. So it's like, I feel like I could be doing more, but I don't want to be doing more, but I'm also having resistance and just like being with my downtime. Mm-hmm. And it was this constant back and forth. Um, and I was feeling almost like selfish about it. It's like people would kill for this, you know? Yes like, how am I not enjoying this as much as like, I felt like I would. And so now I think I see time differently. Mm. Um, and that's really what's shifted. And also, um, choosing not to really put a limit on my, my, uh, my goals in my business. So like mm-hmm. I had reached my goal for the year and I was like, okay, I can sit back now, you know, mm. but it was almost like my goal was like too small. You know, that's the way I saw it. It's like, well, wait, if that's what I wanted and I got it so easily. And then I had all these months where I was just like chilling and not feeling fulfilled. Like my business fulfills me and mm-hmm. getting new clients and engaging with people and businesses like that fulfills me too. So just because mm-hmm. I like reached a monetary goal doesn't mean I can't keep doing it. Right. Like where is the plateau? That's something that I set for myself. So now I've instead made it so ridiculously large <laughs> That it's like now, you know, I'm not at a cap. You can reach for more. And I feel like by not having that cap, you're almost like calling in more. Yes. And I've noticed that in the types of clients that I've been getting to, um, 
like, you know, it used to be where I was like, okay, minimum a thousand dollar contract. Then I was like, okay, minimum $5,000 contract. And I think mm. last year I was like $10,000 contract. Now mm. I'm like, I want $50,000 contracts, you know? So it's like, that's what I want. And if I don't ask for it or put it out there or feel like I could get that, then I won't. And so I've completely changed that narrative. And I kid you not, this is, these are all the exact types of clients that are coming my way now. It's completely transpired. I always say like, this has been like, I said it during somewhere, I think during my interview for the magazine, but I had basically, was it that? I don't know. I was like, energy does not know where to go until you command it. You got to command it. And it's funny because even when we try to command it, we're like, and I guess it would be like, also like a, a good invitation for anyone to like, really look at like, when you command your energy, like, are you saying 10 K? Cause you're like afraid to ask for more, or are you really like, no, 10 K feels good, you know, right. whatever that looks like. So it's, it's a different of energy too, right? Like you're not, you're not, you're not limiting yourself. And it's, and it's funny because like, I remember us, we were talking about this when we were like tapping into energy. we were like, you know, it's funny how we like, we're like, Oh, 20, yeah. 20 K feels good. But like, what if the energy wanted to give you like 50 K a hundred K and then you're just not going to receive it just because you're like 20 K is good. You know, like how silly is that? And I think for women, and especially lately, I've been noticing a lot of that because I've been having like the immersion days at my place. Um, we've been doing a lot of work with what ends up coming up. And these women are like, you know, they're business owners or like they're in, like literally like us. And mm-hmm. obviously they're a reflection of me because of not so where else they wouldn't be my field. But um, I noticed as we were, you know, tuning into the heart and like really tapping into desires, how they were still limiting themselves to really allow themselves give themselves permission to like, what is, what the fuck is my desire? What is my desire? And then what happens after that, that I've noticed is like, there's still resistance of taking up space, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and I think it's completely connected to like, we think that if we make more money, we're pulling away from someone as those money is limited. Or if we take up more space, we're, you know, kind of like in a house, you know, if there's like, if there's too much of us, and there's not enough room for someone else. And it's like, no, that's like the mind is doing that, but that's not what's really happening. Mm-hmm. So you've allowed yourself to take up more space and to really be in the heart center. I remember we, we were doing quite a bit of work around that too. Right. And like, like what's, what's in here and like, how, how do you want to let that come out and like take a part in your life? Yeah. I feel like a narrative that I, I'm still working around and trying to understand is, um, being able to share my success and my wins with people around me without feeling like I'm bragging or making myself seem better than, you know, it's like the fear of diminishing someone else's maybe value or worth because you're successful. Um, And I feel like there are, there's like a select few people that I can really kind of share and communicate that with. But like, even with my immediate family, like, I don't, I, I have resistance, you know, it's like money is, is a thing that so many people kind of like shy away from talking about when in reality, I think those conversations could just be that much more empowering, but at the same time, I just feel like it's hard when, when other people don't necessarily see like money or I don't know, in the same way as you, you know what I'm trying to say? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it starts with like conversations like this, you know, Mm -hmm. like 
whatever that looks like. And I think if we continuously allow ourselves like courageously to step into like that edge of like, if this feels a little uncomfortable, but like, let me go there anyways, because that's what I desire. Like I desire to share my success with people. I desire to be the evidence that others are, are looking to have for themselves. Like, babe, you are inspiring, you know, like you are inspiring. You are the woman that you want to see more of in the world. I know that for a fact, and you're continuously growing. And I think there is an invitation right here, right now, of just like really fucking claiming that. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's truth and like receive. Got it. <laughs> I'm like sending love bombs. I'm like, take that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think like, it was really interesting also to like experience the, the shift when we were kind of like tapping into energy, where like, you know, I was witnessing you already being in that, but there was like a resistance to really, again, claiming it, mm-hmm. you know, like you were like, I don't really do that much. And I am really much in my beingness and I don't have to work so hard to get the money. <laughs> so wait, like something else is happening here. And, and I think it's really because like, there was a resistance of like really claiming that. And I think a lot of women can, relate to that. And I mean, that's the fucking system we're in, you know, the patriarchy fucking schools, every, everything has told us that it's like about competition. It's about limited space and that we have to work hard to get what we want. And you're the evidence of that's not true. Yeah. It's funny because, and and that's a a big thing. I remember you like cheering me on for, I was like, (laughs) I'm doing less than I ever have in my business and making more than I ever have. And that's kind of like the goal, (laughs) you know, because it's, it's part of, for me, being successful is not just like being busy all the time in my business. And we talk about this word like busy, right. And how it has negative connotation. I remember even the other day we were talking about, I guess, like the intention behind using the word because sometimes you feel like you have a busy day and you have back-to-backs and whatever but it's not like busy like oh oh my god I'm so busy I'm drained I'm exhausted but it's like damn like I'm busy because I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm like having great conversations and I'm making money you know so it's like I I see that now it's the intention behind the word because I was like how else can I communicate this to people like uh you know I am busy but not like busy in a bad way because I feel like Mm -hmm. busy can be seen as overworked um you know working overtime not taking time for yourself not paying attention to what you need what your body needs and i preach this a lot you know in in any either interview podcast or um like client meeting that i have is that we believe in downtime as much as we believe in the time that we're working because it's just as productive as if we were to just be working, you know, and working all the time is not, is not productive. Like you need that downtime. You really Mm -hmm. do to be able to like recuperate and just be with yourself. And it's like, if you're not in tune or in touch with how you're feeling on a regular basis, then it's like, first off, I feel like life will just kind of flash before your eyes because you're not really keeping yourself. Yeah. You're not present. Um, and you're not taking the time to like, let the things sink in your wins, your losses, your lessons, your experiences, like it's, it's all just going to flash before your eyes Mm. and by working, working, working. And with this like crazy culture, and this is, you know, what I'm trying to change in the agency world is like over time is normalized there. You're expected to work nonstop. Oftentimes you're not thanked for the hard work that you do. And I've been 
I don't want to say a victim, but like I've experienced this firsthand where I was the one being asked and forced to work longer than I wanted to, um, not feeling um, like thanked or that anyone was grateful for the work that I was doing, even though I knew I was doing an excellent job. Um, And so I really make sure that my team doesn't feel that and they feel very supported by me that if they want time off or if something happens, like they have the space to to do their own thing, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, I thank them like it's nobody's business because without them, my business wouldn't be where I am today, Mm. you know? And so I have so much trust in them. And I think that that also translates through the way that they feel about working with me, you know, and I've been able to retain an amazing group of creatives because they like working with me, you know, (laughs) which is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so interesting when you think about companies who like have a crazy turnover and like, it's like people just come in and out, in and out, in and out. And, and it's again, feeding that perpetuation of the impulsivity the quick fix, the like, And it's when I look at you as like from an outside perspective, like your life is very devoted. You know, you've been in the same relationship for a really long time. You have been devoted to yourself for a long time. Like there is like that, that long haul energy that is like cultivated, it's nourished. It's, and so I remember even like us talking more about like your feminine. I was like, babe, you are in your feminine, you know? And it's like, again, like there's an invitation to claim that like you're, you are in that nurturing and loving and you have this energy as this other energy as well that is mass mature masculine where you get shit done, but it's not overly done where it's reactive and impulsive. And that's the immature aspect of the masculine. So my, my God, you're pretty harmonized, babe. Great. <laughs> well, thank you. You helped a lot with helping me claim that too, because mm-hmm. I feel like in the past I was way more in my masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can relate to that as well. hundred percent. And, you know, just being able to, it's, it's like the sensitivity aspect more than anything and the kind of like joie de vivre kind of yeah. not caring so much about like all the little details, letting things go, not being so um, attached or upset about things or triggered by things. Um, I feel like, uh, what's the word? Oh yeah. I was called out by this so much when I was younger uh, by being defensive. I used to be very mm-hmm. defensive because I felt like this is who I am. This is what I believe in. And if it goes against that, I'm right. You're wrong. Right. And I was very like in that masculine, that very kind of like structured and everything that I did, I didn't allow myself to just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And there was a, you know, a few things that had happened in my life and, and just like choosing to you know, focus on personal development. I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of discovering. I met so many people that have just kind of like allowed me to grow along the way. And then I eventually chose to no longer be a victim of my past stories, which Mm -hmm. is a big reason why I was acting the way that I was. And, um, you know, communicating that with like my family, especially because they almost perpetuated that story in me further, because let's say if I would, I would say something that was maybe defensive, but I was working on it and aware of it. They'd be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, there you go again, defensive Alyssa, you know, and kind of like, call me up, call me out. Mm -hmm. And so I would have to sit them down and be like, listen, like I'm working on this. I'm aware of this, but if you keep telling me that I am this way, you're just going to keep feeding into that story. So like, I'm letting, you know, like if you want to lovingly let me know that like you you're noticing something that's great, but don't 
point your fingers at me. Like it was almost like in a condescending way yeah. to make me feel bad about who I am or, or how I was acting. Right. Cause it wasn't necessarily right. who I am. It was what I was, how I was acting and how that was coming mm-hmm. through, through mm-hmm. my emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's changed a lot. I, I definitely <laughs> have let yeah. go that. Like you're, uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it was with you that we had spoken quite a bit about communication, right. And just like how, how to communicate those like feelings and navigations and like how to bring up certain conversations that are not really comfortable, even though you're pretty good with it already. I remember that, um, is, was that with you? Am I crazy? Uh, maybe I don't remember it like directly, but I mean, it resonates with me. I, I know what yeah. you're saying. Cause it's, yeah. it's always, I feel like it's a challenge for a lot of people, you know, I mean, no one's perfect at communication. And I think it's like, it's the, the, um, the idea of like, just doing it, choosing to like, you know what, just, just have that conversation. Cause there was a lot of resistance. I was sometimes like afraid. It's like, I know I need to have this, but I was like pushing it for so long, so long. And then the second I did, I was like, you know, like, ah, relief, you know, it's like the, uh, the whole analogy of just like avoiding, like what you avoid literally perpetuates the density of the okay. void in your body, just cause you're avoiding and it's so heavy and it's so useless. Um, yeah. but anyways, you had said something that I re- that I really, really feel like I'm anchoring more into for myself and with others, but it's like the, the deep knowing and understanding that, where we want to be in terms of our wealth. And again, wealth means money, success, time, freedom, choices, love, happy, whatever, whatever wealth means for you is, I think it's a whole concept. It's a, it's a way of being, mm-hmm. um, kind of like the, yeah, we can have it all like, yeah, I can have it all. We were talking a lot about that. I remember that, but there is no space in that for any type of victimhood. Like there just isn't, you know, it's like a real full claiming of like shit. I'm the source of everything. So, okay, here we go. I can't keep living by my old stories. Mm -hmm. And anything that what I've realized now is that any story or any kind of problem that keeps presenting itself, it's like, it's there for me, right? It's not happening to me. I'm not a victim. Like there's a reason why this is happening. There's a reason why I'm having this conversation. There's a reason why I'm feeling this way. And so I, I really listened to myself much more than I ever did. Cause before it, I was very much in my head thinking I, I'm the problem. What did I do? And sometimes I catch myself going back there feeling like I, I, did I do this? Did I, did I hurt someone's feelings? You know, kind of the people, people pleaser in everyone. Um, but then I sit back and I'm like, you know what? They, they have their own shit. They also are going through their own thing and I need to give them their space as well. And just because they might be like redirecting some of their anger or frustration towards me, doesn't mean that it was my fault, you know, but if there is an interaction where I don't know, uh, someone approaches me and tells me something that maybe I don't want to hear and I'm feeling resistant Mm. towards it. It's probably because I need to hear it. (laughs) Yep. 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 To all of that. I, I think resistance is such, I was just literally thinking about this this morning. Cause I feel like so many, like last couple of weeks, I feel like my Instagram has been like, you know, like last week was about anxiety and like, it, like three different reels came out about anxiety, like, ta-da, not trying Your to reels are hilarious, by the way. <laughs> I die all Thanks. the time. <laughs> I like that too. Just wait for the next ones. Cause I think I have a wig. So I'm like, I'm having ideas of like having, like starting like two characters in my reels wig. and like a wig, like a <laughs> 
<laughs> it's happening. I, I think it's going to happen. So I'm like, I'm trying to like plan it out. I'm a little nervous. because I'm like, that's like next level creativity for me. But anyways, I have fun with them. Like that's, I have, I like, I literally, I don't even like, yeah, of course it'd be cool to like have like a ton of like views and likes, but like the ones that I have the most fun with the ones, those are the ones that always do the best. Mm -hmm. of course that's what I've always loved about you and like the reason why I gravitated towards you too because I I just found like you were so real and honest and authentic and like I mean you preach it like no bs right you're you are who you are and the fact that I literally laugh on our coaching calls like I laugh out loud you know like for me I need that in my life like it doesn't have to be so crazy serious all the time like I I think you need that And that's what I I loved about working with you. And anytime I join any of your, you know, your webinars, like I feel like you're number one advocate. I'm like at every event, you know, (laughs) I love it. I'm like, there she is. But honestly, like what I love the most is like, and like, this is something I get to clean now is like my people stick around forever. Like it's the same people over, like, it's been like years now. And I'm like, yes, like, thank you. I'm so grateful. Like, I love that because they know, like you guys know, I constantly evolve. I'm never the fucking same. So like, why would my teachings be the same or not? Like there's constant evolution and that's where we're at. Like energy does not stay stagnant. Energy cannot stay the same. It's always moving. We're always evolving and expanding. And, and I think that's like definitely one of the things I, I care the most about is bringing lightness and playfulness in a, in a, in an industry that can be taken so seriously, like healing. Oh no, gotta do the work. Like, Oh God, fuck. Like, why are we like, why aren't we doing this with joy? And like, doesn't mean it's not going to be challenging. Like there will be times where you're like, Oh, that's painful. Like, cool. Let's go there. And then like, let's have a party about it. You know? Cause like, I don't know why we have to make it so dreadful. And it's definitely part of my character hundred percent too. Like I've yeah. always been like this, no matter what, I'm like such a clown. Um, right. But you're not putting on any kind of persona. Right? Oh, that's what's no. so great about it. It's like, you can tell like, this is you, this is who you are. And I, I can testify. Like every time I'm, I'm in one of these calls, I'm like waving at the girls because I've seen the same people. We're like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and we're like reconnecting. And I swear, you know, the reason why I'm sure everyone keeps coming back to is because like in the way that you coach is not, Mm. it's not like a step-by-step guide. Like this is what you need to do when you're done. It's very like, it's very immersive in the way that you're kind of like asking us the questions that we haven't thought to ask ourselves and forcing us to think in a certain way. So it's almost like having that guidance as opposed to, uh, I don't know, someone who, who's just there to tell you what to do. Like you don't oh, yeah. tell us what to do. You're kind of guiding us and allowing us to do what we feel we're ready and are capable of doing, but maybe didn't see it. And yes. that's why people keep coming back. Mm, thank you for that reflection. Yeah. It's, it's never, I never, I mean, I am honest. I am like, I am coaching the way that I would like to be coached. You know, if I hire someone, they're like, do this. I'm like, fuck you. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> No way. I'm not doing that because like who that's the thing again, like when you really recognize like whatever you think you're right about, you're right. Mm -hmm. So let that sink in. Like whatever you think you're right about, you are right. If you think you're poor, you're right. If you think you're rich, you're right. If you think that you have to do something this way, you're right. If you think that you are fully free to do whatever the fuck you want, you're right. Like, and you will constantly attract the evidence to prove that you're right whether that's good or bad. So you think you're unworthy. Guess what? You're going to attract all the things that are going to prove to you. Like, look, look, you are unworthy. 
You right. suck at relationships. You can't make money. You see that? <laughs> it's like I don't oh, it. when it's all that you're focusing on, that's all that you can see. So like, why not focus on the good shit and it'll just keep coming. <laughs> exactly. And then like, I, I, I think it was, I don't remember. I'm like having like so many, I'm like, was it this person? Was it that person? I don't remember who was what, but anyways, it's like really anchoring into like, yes, it gets to be always this good. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps evolving. And again, it does not mean that there's no challenges, but like your suffering in the challenges is your choice. Like you get to choose that. You don't have to be again, that victim of like, oh no, not again. Instead, you're just like, okay, well, there's something here. And if there isn't great, and like, I don't need to hold on to this. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think that's why you've been able to be where you're at now and like continuously just evolve. And so can you tell us a little bit more about like, what are your goals moving forward? If you want to share them. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know if this maybe is like, what, the, what, maybe like, what's the energy of it? Like if there is, because again, like you're doing so good and it's so good. And like, we're not, you know, we're constantly evolving. So like, where's like that evolution going into you? Yeah. On, I mean, I think it's, it's always going to be this and it's just going to keep getting amplified, but it's, it's just like that, that growth and abundance and like abundance in, in all of the ways mm. in my, my relationship yeah. with my, my family, with my husband, mm-hmm. um, my dog, I love my doggy. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, with my business, obviously in my personal life, like I feel like I'm the more that I keep focusing and working on myself and caring about how I feel every single day, my business will just keep continuing to grow. And I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like for the first time I'm able to really share as well, like how I've modeled my life and my business with my team, for instance, or like mm-hmm. my friends. And mm-hmm. some people are now kind of like, I don't want to say looking up to me and maybe like reaching out to me being like, hold hey, up. Oh, do you still- <laughs> what? Just brush that off. <laughs> Like, I guess I'm inspiring. Like, Ugh, I know it's like the worst. It's hard to say. It's hard to- <laughs> okay. So how about we found it? If we find a different way to say, because again, maybe, maybe what's happening is because you feel in your body, it's not the right way to say it. So what I mean by that is because when we say I look up, it's like a pedestal, right? That doesn't feel good. Like we're like, Hey, no, you're powerful too. Like, it's not just me. Like we're here. Yes. Um, so maybe let's find another, another way to say it so that it's still, valid and like claiming as to what's actually happening, but it's not put on a pedestal. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I feel like looking up is maybe what kind of put me off, but I feel inspirational sits better because you can still be on the same level because I do believe that everyone has the potential and the power to be great and greater, the greatest that they are, you know, like greatness, whatever that means for them. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I want to like shake people when I see that they have so much, so much potential, but they're kind of cutting themselves short because I feel like I had been there in a way, but it's also not my job (laughs) really. Uh, (laughs) So much about that, (laughs) but no, I mean, like in terms of, of what's next, I hope my business becomes a multi-million dollar business that I can remove myself from it so that I can raise a family, whatever that looks like, because I want like four kids and I'm like, maybe just one. (laughs) 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 So whatever Uh that looks like, I'm not putting pressure on myself, but Mm -hmm. I do love the idea of having a family. So if I'm blessed to have one, if that's what like my own, you know, children is what I mean by family. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that, that I hope, and to be able to raise my kids, I was just talking with my husband 
like, you know, about potentially having a kid, this and that. And I just, you know, don't feel ready right now, but I wanted to communicate that to him. And I was like, I don't want to feel like any kind of pressure. I'm just letting you know, this is how I feel. Um, and not that anyone is ever ready. Cause everyone always says that, like, you never know when you're ready, but we were just imagining about like our future. If we did have a child and I was like, I want to be able to take our children or our child on vacation and have them be a part of that experience. Like I want them to be culture. I want them to like learn from the destinations that we go to. I want them to learn another language. And like, for me, I feel like I learned so much through my travels and it's been such a big part of my growth journey and something that I will continue to to do that I want to bring that into my family and how I raise my family with my husband and, and with whatever kids if we end up mm-hmm. having any mm-hmm. hopefully maybe yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen come on but I think I think that's like the 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 cue right there is like it's very easy to kind of like going back to like that cap analogy of like, this is the cap of like how much I want or whatever, just because mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, this is the thing is like, it's not about the money. It's not about the number. It's mm-hmm. about what is, what is that desire? So what do you think that money is going to bring? Because, and as you focus on that, right? Like I want to give my kids that experience. I want the freedom to be there. Then the money knows where it's going. Cause it's like, oh, the money is the energy that is going to support that experience. So it's less than whatever that's going to be right. Like, like we don't know exactly how much it's going, going to cost or whatever that is. So it's interesting instead of like focusing our energy on like the number that our minds perceive to be the thing, we focus on the desires and the experience we want and the life that we want and what that's going to look like. Therefore, the energy knows where to go to provide that. Yes, 100%. I really resonate with that. And it, it's bringing me to like a flashback, which is, I mean, not really even a flashback. It's true to this day, but I've never been like a gift person. I've always been like, I would rather have an experience and like go somewhere, do something, make a memory as opposed to receive a specific gift. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that translates a lot in, um, I guess like what I want out of life is like those Mm -hmm. memories, those moments, like, um, I, I love the idea of having living in a beautiful home. Like I love my home. I love the, the things that money have been able to buy me to live comfortably, Mm -hmm. but that's Mm -hmm. not my like be all end all. I feel like that is what facilitates the lifestyle that I want. And it doesn't have to do with like designer bags to some people. Maybe that is what brings them happiness. And that's totally cool. But for me, it's about, you know, meeting new people, having experiences around the world. And not to say that I can't still be happy here because I have been here for two and a half years and I've had a beautiful last two and a half years, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all what you make of it really. Yeah. And what you give yourself permission to have and to experience whatever, whatever that looks like, whatever that is, you know, like I was just watching actually a reel the other day. I don't, it was interesting. I was like, this is true, but like, because we're in this society that where people are a little distorted sometimes with the whole money thing, the real was something along the lines of like, forget the money, just live the life you want. And I was like, yes. And like this, people might think that like, they're like, Oh fuck this. I don't need the money, but mm-hmm. realistically you can't live the life you want without the money. So you're going to need to make money a priority. Like until you claim that, then it becomes your friend, right? Which most people are like, Oh, it's not about the money. So they diss it. And I really think because the energy of money is feminine, 
you're literally putting her in a box. You're like, I don't fucking need you, which is literally what we've been doing for the last thousands of years in this masculine collective energy. And now it's like, no, your invitation is to make that her, your friend and really understand, like, you're going to be able to live the life that you want by utilizing her, nourishing her, loving her, being with her and like cherishing her. Cause if you don't, well, you're not going to be able to have this. You're going to be in resent, you're in, in resentment. And then you're going to blame her, her as in the money and be like, fuck you is because of you. Cause you're toxic or this or that. And it's like, no, no, that's on you, not on her. And we have an invitation of just getting really clear of like, okay, yeah, it isn't about the actual money, but she's the vehicle. Yeah. And yeah. It's making, for it's, us. Making me, it's making me think this might sound so silly and so weird, but, um, I think I don't the, like cast, everything's welcome. So. <laughs> when, I, when I go grocery shopping, I'm so yeah. My husband and I, so we've been together for a long time. We've been together for like over 10 years and just married for not even a year. We got married in September and we're March. So a few months. Yeah. We've been living together. Thank you. (laughs) Living together for like, I would say maybe three and a half years or something. And when we started like doing groceries and stuff together, he thought I was like crazy because I wouldn't look at the prices. (laughs) (laughs) Worth my life. Like it's like, it's such a, it, it sounds so silly, but it's like, I need it. I want it. I'm going to buy it. And so I put it in the basket. I mean, listen, if there's like two things of tomatoes next to each other and there's no difference and I see that one is cheaper, sure. I'll take the cheap, the cheaper one. I'm not going to like go jump from grocery store to grocery store with my coupons to make sure I get like tomatoes at three cents less, you know? (laughs) Well, well think about it. What is the energy you're putting into that out of lack? Right. So as you said, yeah. Like the, the energy of having to go from this place to that place, the time that it takes, it's like let me pay the extra few cents, you know? And so at like, he, he didn't grow up with that mentality. His, his right. parents were, you know, very careful with their money. They, they didn't grow up super well off. And mm-hmm. so for him, you know, he goes to the grocery store. It's all about like looking in the, the flyers going wow. by the and, and you know, my mom did that to a degree, but for whatever reason, I never really adopted that. <laughs> like I'm living a life of luxury. Bye. <laughs> but, but he did. So when we started to live together, he's like, he would always be like, okay, guess how much the basket is going to be. And I'm like, I have no clue, like zero clue. I, you couldn't, you couldn't even, I could say like a hundred and it would be 300 or vice versa. Like, right. I don't know, because for me, it's like, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to get as simple as groceries, you know? And I feel like even that energy kind of going out and just like claiming the fact that look I have money to purchase what I want what I need I'm not going to waste at least I feel I would be wasting my time going to several places to try and find things for less to me it's not worth it and so like that to me is just kind of like a lesson of you know where how, how you see money and not to like think of it so much as pennies and dimes but as energy yes Man, what a game changer when you start. And I don't know why I'm talking like away from the microphone, but um, I'm like trying to closer, <laughs> closer to the computer. Um, no, but uh, like I've been catching myself saying this last couple of days specifically. I'm like, because I just had this girl over yesterday who was, who was a business owner and she's um, she's I don't know if she wants me to mention this. I don't think she gives a fuck, but she's the one who started goodie bars in Montreal and it's doing pretty well right now. I don't know if you know them, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like midday squares, I think, but yes. like just different version. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. And so I was telling her, I'm like, man, when you start to understand again, just like the, the way energies 
work and how everything's energy. Like if you just understand the basics of what that looks like to cultivate and to harmonize our energies internally and how that affects the outside, I'm like, again, it breaks so many stories that our our ego holds onto, right? It just like, it dissolves all these stupid illusions we've been holding onto. And that was something she was explaining yesterday. She's like, man, I don't know why I have so much resistance moving forward. I'm like, what are you gripping on? She's like, I don't know. There's like this grip. And she kept seeing it. She's like, this grip, this grip, this grip. And I'm like, okay, go deeper. Let's go. Let's go. Like, what is it? And, And it came on. She's like, it's just like the old me. And I'm like, yeah, like, when you change this, when you actually break the victimhood, when you break all these stories, you're going to be invited to looking into a new identity mm-hmm. and a new you and like your new life and like how your life is going to look like and how you operate from that place. So it's not about the money. It's about the energy that you allow yourself to be in, which will break a lot of stories that you hold on to that you don't even know you have. And that's the most amazing invitation. And again, like if that new story and that new identity is not clear, guess what? You're going to stay where you are and you're going to keep finding the evidence of just like the same perpetuation over and over and over again. That's going to be really heavy and then stuck and stagnant. Well, it feels like that anyways, Hmm. you know, but no, it's been, it's been really cool to witness you just live your fucking life and be the business owner that you are. And it makes me so happy to have even been able to have the chance to like support you into being the leader you want to see more of and the woman you want to see more of. I always say that, like, just really allow yourself to be the woman you want to see more of in the world. And you're doing that exactly to a dot. So I hope you take the time to celebrate yourself for that. Thank you so much. And FYI, I don't know, you probably know, but I purchased your rising leader course too. So oh, that, that's yeah. on the agenda. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's you next started? Agenda. So it's like, technically, I guess I'm still your client. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. But you, that's, that's the thing is like, I, yeah, like I've, you're not the only one I've had on podcast as a client, you know, and like, and, and in the past two, I remember just saying, I'm like, you guys are never just like, I can't, I can't right. I just fucking can't. Like, it makes me like, my body's like, Ugh. like, I don't know. It just, it feels so like, like separate almost, you know, like it's a gift to have you guys in my world as much as you, it is for you to have me, I guess, you know, like it's a, it's a reciprocation and And even like on, on Instagram, like, you know, there was a time last week where I got like, I don't know, like a hundred out of nowhere, a hundred new followers. And I I couldn't even get myself to say on my stories, like followers. I was like, dude, this is a community. Like, we're not, we're not here to be like little sheep following a lion or like whatever, like the alpha, like, no, like I'm really very much devoted into like supporting you guys. Remember like what you see in me is what you have in you. Like, that's it. And like what I'm able to do and from where I came from and what I experienced to be where I'm at now, like if I could do that, why would you not be able to like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. It just, I don't have that, that, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's been, (laughs) I just, I'm just thinking about it. Like even like yesterday, the girl was like, man, I wish you saw how, how valuable, like, I wish you, I, I wish you saw the way I see you in terms of value. Like, it's just like, like she said, she was leaving feeling like a completely different woman. And, uh, and she was, th- and I've, I was like, I see that. And I feel that, but I think maybe I'm just reflecting now, kind of like self-coaching as I usually do. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'm not, <laughs> I see my value, but I think there's a part of me that 
I want to hold on to the humbleness. And maybe there's a story around if I celebrate myself too much that I'm not humble. Interesting. Right. And yeah, I I, I know exactly what you're saying. It's Hmm. like, there's a fine line. <laughs> there is. I'm like, I'm like wait, it's like, there's a good How do you story. like celebrate yourself and say like, hell yes. Like I know I changed your life without being like, haha, yes, of course I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think it's like, I think the difference in that is the whole pedestal shit, which, you know, I'm like, we're not yeah. any, anyone you have money on a pedestal, break that you have dad on a pedestal, break that you have business on a pedestal, break that shit. Like whatever is on a pedestal, fuck that. Because we live in a codependent society. And like, again, that perpetuates the victimhood bullshit. And uh, that's not going to support us into really being and embodying our wealth. And like, I really believe it. I will keep saying this until I fucking die. We need more good people in their wealth. We do. We need more good people in their wealth. Like we've seen too much evidence. And of course they showed us a lot of evidence that there are a lot of bad people in their wealth. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we see that and we're like, Oh, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be like that. And it's a subconscious thing. We don't even see it. We don't even see it. It's so crazy. But yeah, I, I love that we can have these conversations about money, like that you and I were just like money, success, business, <laughs> like I love it. And, and I really hope that whoever's listening to this could be an invitation. Like lately, I think I'm like just more vocal about it because it's just been in my field more like the, the last podcast I had with Jesse and just talking about all these different components of it and bringing more evidence, 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 evidence that like it's here for you and whatever you took from this podcast that really resonated with you, like hold on to it and explore and be curious with it and let it expand in your body and let it support you in whichever way you want it to. Um, but what's coming up right now that I would just love to, I guess, as my last question would be, what is the biggest shift? Not that you haven't like shared that already, but like, you know, us talking so much about money and like your journey with money and, and, and your claiming of this energy, like, and us just talking about monergy in general, um, for whoever is new on the podcast. Cause I don't know if everybody's like listening from like years ago, but monergy was a concept I came up with during a plant medicine ceremony and it just came out of my mouth. <laughs> it's just like, just talking about the energy of money. And it just came out as monergy. So as we're talking about monergy and, and we spoke a lot about that, you and I, what do you feel is like the biggest shift as to who you were then versus who you are now with your new concept of monergy on top of everything we've spoken about, if there's something else? Uh, I think I would probably just say really knowing my value and my worth and not being afraid to ask for it, not settling for less mm-hmm. and knowing that every second minute, day, year, I'm worth more because as I'm growing, I, I deserve to be compensated for that growth as does everyone else that I'm working with on my team. So again, like it's not just me, like I'm supporting a lot of people in my business. Right. And so I need to have their best interest at heart. If it was just about me, (laughs) it'd be a completely different business and it's really not. So definitely knowing that and and understanding that value in that Mm -hmm. word. And even just that, like, that's a really good, like, maybe for you now it's come to the point that it's a deep knowing, right. But like, at first it started with a belief. It was like, oh, let's affirm this. So like every day I grow every day, my value grows. So that also means the amount of money that I receive equals to that. Um, is there any stories that you feel like have like any like mantras that you've used or stories or, or like, you know, what have been your tools to really anchor into these new beliefs for yourself? If you have some, 
Yeah. I feel like it kind of changes all the time, depending on what's going on in my life. So mm-hmm. I don't know it. Yeah. It really changes. I can't say that there's one specific thing, but I definitely mm-hmm. like having started meditating on a daily basis has definitely changed me meditating and journaling. And sometimes like, I feel like I I'm either a lot more connected or I have a lot more to write about. Whereas other times I'm kind of just like, it's a great day. The sun is shining, you know, like, <laughs> And like, it just feels a little surface level and that's okay because I think it's Mm -hmm. more just about like the practice of doing it and letting it out. And sometimes I'm like surprised by myself with, with what comes to the surface. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I I mean, my goal is to really kind of keep going deeper in that and and hopefully I can connect to myself on new levels and have that transpire into abundance and wealth throughout my life in all aspects. But, Mm um, my like morning routine too, has been a thing that, it's, it's tough. Cause I do go in and out of it. I'm not going to lie. That's okay. <laughs> but good. recently I've been pretty good with it. So there's that. <laughs> good. Good. Um, my, my challenge actually, now that we're on this topic, we're going to extend this it. podcast for a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I got a puppy last year and right. when he, it was basically like having a child, like I've never had to care for another thing oh, I get it. myself or my husband, which I mean, he's self-sufficient, but, um, <laughs> so I was there <laughs> having to, you know, take care of this dog and raise him and put him out multiple times a day. And I'm here like trying to run a business and trying to make time for myself. And I just felt like I didn't have enough time. Right. It was this whole concept of like, you know, how, how can I make time for myself? I'd have to like schedule my meditation so that my dog was sleeping. Otherwise he'd be like crying because he was a puppy. It was this whole thing, you know, now he's a year and a half. It's a bit different. And I feel like I've finally been able to like get into more of a a routine that I was like looking for before, but for whatever reason was like trapped in this circle of Mm -hmm. raising a dog, I guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's my excuse at least. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yep. but now it's like, okay, how do I make it work with him? He's a part of my life. You know, mm. his needs are not the same as they were when he was, you know, going to the bathroom every 30 minutes. So right. now I make sure that I have my time in the morning. I care for him, which also brings me joy. And mm-hmm. then I do all of that in the morning before I even start my work so mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm fulfilled and happy and I can bring that energy and not feel guilty about let's say not doing what I wanted to do and didn't have the time mm-hmm. to do. like I'm prioritizing that I'm mm-hmm. putting that first and making sure that that gets done um so it's it's really like three hours of me time before I focus on anybody else and Isn't so that crazy like it's the complete opposite of what we've been told it's yeah. like wake up at five so that you make sure that you have an extra 30 minutes for you in the morning. Now we're like, um, I'm going to take four hours off. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> That's it. And I make my own schedule too. Right. So like I choose to start when I want to start, if I want to push meetings, take a day off, whatever, like I have one meeting today. That's it. I chose not to do any other work and I feel good about that. Plus this podcast, I wanted to make sure that like I had my morning to do my thing, to feel good about jumping on this call. And, and here we are, you know, like I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. I have the power and the agency to build my own schedule and do what makes me happy every day. And I think like by making those choices and also setting myself up in the mornings for my days has been the biggest game changer. So again, not like a specific mantra, but again, as I'm going through different things in my life, I'll, I'll create separate mantras. So whether mm-hmm. it's, I'm open to new experiences, I'm open to receiving. When I started doing that a lot, that's when all of those new bigger clients started coming in. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. do you, so right now, like, do you, do you have any mentors right now that are like 
prominent of what you're experiencing or what you want to experience more of? Well, that's kind of the, the one right now is the, the I'm receiving experiences and the receiving. Yeah. Mm, 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 that's mm. what's been coming through. And yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, great. I'm excited to hear more about it. And uh, I'm excited for you to do the, the right. So you haven't started the rising leader. No, but you have it. I have it. You bought it during the surrender masterclass, right? That it was like 50% off yeah. or something. Yes, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like, that was a good call. That was a good call. Actually you and Kate, I think bought it at the same time, which I know you guys were like, are you guys still talking? We, we chat on like social media. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think that's like another part of like the work that like I love is like, providing the space for like you women to come together. And like, so many of you are still like deep, deep friends from like years ago, just because they met in like TCP or the mastermind or whatever. And like, I, I just love being that bridge, you know, cause I think we need more of that for sure. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm so grateful for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we follow, so many of us follow each other on social media and even just like the little things that we share doesn't mean we have to talk every single day. Yeah. But, like, it can be as small as like posting an inspirational quote where you're like, wow, that really resonated, like repost, and, you know, it's, it's so small, but you know, they're, they're bringing in that positive energy into mm-hmm. my sphere. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. We, it's, it's a constant remembering. It's like, it never stops, you know, like even for me, like it's, there was a time where I'm like, Oh, I feel a little complete right now with like all the coaching that I'm doing, like receiving. And then, uh, I had a coach reflect back to me, like, you know, like you're always going to be the client that you are like, you're always going to receive the client that you are. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, she's right. Damn. (laughs) So I was like, where can I invest more again? Where can I continue my evolution? You know? And like seeing like why I wanted to stop. And like, it was, it was anyways, it was like my whole journey. And it was really interesting to see myself in that, but anywho, I'm excited to see you in the next couple containers. I'm sure you're going to be around. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, pretty sure TCP 3.0 is coming. So <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I know people sign up <laughs> well, there's a few, there's a few coming, but I'm not going to share just yet, but, uh, yeah, okay. We're going to keep it at that. <laughs> well, I'm your number one advocate. So yeah, I love number it. One. I mean, there's probably like a bunch of number ones. Everyone's there, you know, <laughs> advocating for you. So <laughs> I'm so honored. It feels so good. It feels so like. I don't know. For me, it's like such a gift to like constantly same, see the same people. Like I said, like, I didn't really realize how, like I was in a couple of like, uh, group coaching programs around like, you know, the business aspect of things. And, and one of the girls was telling, like, she's like, you know, you want people to stick around like, and to keep join. And that, and I was like, Oh my God, my people do that. I didn't even like, I like, I knew, but like, it didn't land, you know, and the way she said it, she's like, no, you, you want the same people. Like you want to like continue. It's like a community. Like it just keeps growing. And I was like, oh my God, that's what's happening. And I didn't even like notice that like, I'm already doing the thing. Like amazing. That's what I care about. Like, I, like, I don't, I don't want it to be like, you know, know. over and over and over again. And I think there was a, there was a point in my life where like, I remember saying this to someone it's like, okay, we're going to coach. And then after like, my whole point is for like you to go on your own and like be your own little person and like continue your journey. But I can see now that as I was saying that it was probably like, maybe when I was still like coaching from a codependent place, not even realizing, but like when we were like kind of entangled and and it wasn't as clean of an exchange and then I'm like, okay, we're going to do this work. And then you're going to fuck off, you know? Um, but last couple of years, I feel like it's been the complete opposite. And it's been such a gift to just see everyone always in the same, you know, the same containers, the same calls and like, just can, and, and actively see you guys grow. Cause it'd be one thing to like, 
you know, have the same people, but there's no growth. And I'm like, okay, well, something's wrong here. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but to like actively see you guys grow and expand yeah. and evolve. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. Incredible. So thank you for being part of that. And well, yeah, you. I love that we've seen each other through like so many different aspects of our lives, you know, mm-hmm. like high school and whatever else happened after. And it's kind of a blur. Yeah. And we like, just so briefly, like had spoken about that one-on-one about like high school and that whole experience and how that shaped us and how we like perceived one another then. It's yes. just, and, and then what that look like, what we thought of each other then versus now. And it's, it's just, first of all, such a completely different relationship and we're completely different people, but mm-hmm. it, it's funny because like, I don't even think about like you then as you now, you know what I mean? Zero. Same with me, with you. And I think like, we're also able to bring like healing between women, you know, of like, Hey, I saw you then I see you now, you know? And like, I like, like no longer keeping us in these bubbles of like, Oh, that's who she was then for sure. Like I, you know, kind of like that story of like the defensiveness, like, oh, here she goes. No, like, no, we, like, we change so much every single day. Like, how dare you, how dare you perceive this person to be the same that it was back then? And, and I, I think there is an invitation to see each other more in our vulnerable unfoldings as women, like women need, like, again, I'm just thinking about yesterday with this woman, cause it was just so fresh, but a big healing that just happens is allowing yourself to be witnessed by other women in this process and your own, your own unfolding and your, your embodiment, your expansion, like be witnessed in that because there's a whole other healing that happens of like, Oh, it's no longer a threat. There's no competition. Like I don't need to pretend to whatever story it is conscious subconscious is just see ya gone. Yeah. It's like the, the acknowledgement of your own growth kind of being confirmed by someone else makes it that much more real when yes. you support it, you know? And it's true. I mean, I have like few people in my life where I feel that way with, you know, Mm -hmm. because I only communicate that with so many people, Mm -hmm. not that I have like a massive circle that I share my whole life with, but you know, Mm -hmm. there are really, and, and it's, and it's a, a back and forth, like an exchange. Like I hear this about her and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I celebrate her and I don't like, there's no feelings of jealousy. It's like, a full celebration. And I get that in return. And because we have that safe space, I don't feel like afraid or shying away from sharing my successes and, or, Mm -hmm. or my failures or, you know, things like that. So, yes, I will. I remember that time that we were on one of the mastermind calls and everybody was going through shit. Like everyone was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And I was like, Alyssa, what about you? And you're like, actually, I'm doing fucking great. And I was like, good. I was like, I'm so happy the fact that you chose to even just say in the midst of all this crap, you did not shy away. And I was like, that is so important because so many of us will just witness everyone going through shit. And they were like, oh, fuck, I can't I can't show my light because I don't want to make others feel bad. Like, no, if anything, you sticking into that empowers them to come and meet you. Yeah. Did you have you read The Big Leap? I listened to it, the audible. I actually just yeah. listened to it recently, but it's like the whole upper limit problem that yep. you described. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's so crazy that it's such a thing. I actually need to listen to it again. And there, he has a few other books too, Gay Hendrix that I, I saw, but anyways, I'm going to look into them, but that was a big game changer. And it's funny when you like listen to this book and you see like, who's like, I have one friend in particular that like, it always happens that he gets sick before 
like something big is about to shift mm-hmm. for him. And he'll message me. He's like, I don't get it. Like, why am I sick all the time? And I'm like, oh, it's an upper limit problem. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you want, if you want to listen to this book, it's, it's called big leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, really good book to like up level and like sustainably up level. Yeah. It's short too. It was like a four hour listen, I think, or something. Yeah, it was, it was really, and it's not boring. You know how some people you listen to audibles and you're like, oh, shoot me. Like just their voice monotone. Oh my God. Ugh, no, no, I choose no, no. not to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just read it myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, babe, um, is there anything else that you would like to kind of maybe like that's on your heart? That's like maybe recent to your experience right now that you'd like to share and like, maybe, you know, tell our audience for, for wherever they're at in their journeys, maybe it's with business or themselves or their growth or whatever. Is there anything else that you would just give? It might sound cliche, but just believe in yourself. Like that's really what it comes down to. You know, know. when you have that belief and that trust in yourself, you are unlimited in your potential and what you can do Mm -hmm. and what you can achieve, you know, set goals that are above and beyond what you think you can achieve, because you'd be surprised at how much you could actually achieve by trying to hit those goals, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess to know that nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Don't put a cap on your, on your, on your goals. Mm-hmm. That's like the big, I literally, it was like seeing a cap. It's so limit. It's so heavy. It feels heavy. It's so weird. We do this like so subconsciously. I, sky is the limit. Can I be any cheesier? Any more? <laughs> <laughs> sky is the limit. <laughs> believe in yourself sky's the limit reach oh my for God. the stars <laughs> reach for the stars that's a bad one <laughs> that, was me. that was not you that was me <laughs> but even like even that like reach for the stars like I'm pretty sure that's still limit like you're reaching for right. you know what I mean true true <laughs> go beyond the sky like yeah. like what like Oh my God. It's so funny. The fucking programs we have from our childhood. Oh my goodness. Anywho, babe, thank you so much for coming on and for being here and sharing your stories with us and being the evidence, more evidence, please. Thank you universe. More evidence, please. Thank you for having me, for allowing me, like, yeah. for allowing me to feel safe to share too. Aww. You know, I was a little nervous, <laughs> but we turned that, that nervousness into excitement. And I feel, I feel really good about what we, what we spoke about. And, um, you know, if, if my journey and my story could inspire or empower anyone, Mm -hmm. I'm happy. We need that. We need that. So thank you for your, your time and your energy. And I'm excited to see you soon. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Bye babe. Cheers to more women in their success, in their wealth, in their abundance, in their prosperity, in their beingness, in their feminine, in the in the all the things. Like let this be evidence that whatever you were inspired by today, it is here for you too. And whatever you see in either Alyssa or myself, it is a reflection of what is within you. And I am just freaking excited to bring more women who are such clean, loving, 
powerful evidence for all of us and to just continuously bring forward this energy i think this is this is what we need right now so if you enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure you share with a friend, share it on your social media, tag me, tag Alyssa, find all of her uh, contacts through Nomad Creative on her Instagram, anything you need to know around all of this, you can find in the show notes. And on this note, I'm very excited to see you guys next time. I love you. I hear you. I see you. I'm so appreciative that you're here and I'm excited for more. Bye. Bye.